What's up, husky dogs? This episode is a little bit short, so keep listening after the story ends for a cheeky little sample recording of the very first Muffed Movies Live, where Dave and I parodied The Phantom Menace. And speaking of live shows, Muffed Movies Live is returning this summer. We're performing six shows, creating live parodies of those famous movies about the precocious band of warlock children that we all used to feel comfortable enjoying. The shows will be at Otherworld Theater, which is at 3914 North Clark Street in Chicago on Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. You can see us Saturdays on June 17th and 24th and July 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd. Now, these performances are in conjunction with Otherworld Theater's production of the play Puffs, and ticket sales from both shows will help raise funds for Howard Brown Health, which is a not-for-profit organization serving the health care needs of the LGBTQIA community. Tickets are pay-what-you-can and can be found at otherworldtheater.org. They can also be bought at the door day of. And just like last time, there will be games, goofs, and fabulous prizes. So please, come on out if you can. Bring your friends. And if you simply cannot make it, please do me a solid and spread the word on social media. Just don't mention any copyrighted movie titles or characters or, you know, I might get got. And now, enjoy Road Warrior Part 3 with Dave Stecco. Welcome everybody back to Muffed Movies, Road Warrior Part 3, with special guest Dave Stecco. The villagers pile into their vehicles. We see the the hardest, most capable warriors getting into 1930s dragster style (laughs) Pinewood Derby cars and Draculas and stuff like that. And then the real soft, floofy people get into the Kirby's Dreamland Magic School Bus. (laughs) (laughs) The Coward Caravan, as it's called. Strike Team Cobra, get in the vehicles. Strike Team Honey Badger, get in that truck. Oh, you're so Strike Team Pillow Beavers, (laughs) get in the bus. Nummy muffin cocoa butter. <laughs> so, you know, basically women and children and old generals get into the uh, the bus and they're ready for their deadly road trip. But what's this? Max has taken the place of prominence in the the 18-wheeler's rig and little feral by climbs up behind him can't be separated from max no way no how well what if max needs to walk somewhere yeah he needs that boy's head (laughs) (laughs) oh boy um smash cut outside the village lord humongous's army rolls into army formation the 24th hour has passed And now it's time for these psychomaniacs to bust out from the thrust out and do some real Kilimanjaro on our poor hapless village morrows. But at the point of this formative spear of murder, whither was? Where is their mohawked leader of ground troops? There'll be no motor- motorcyclery for him today. Oh, no, no. He's on restriction. Uh-oh. Wes is on timeout. Yeah. Sexy timeout. <laughs> yeah, because it appears Lord Homunculus knows how to chain up a man in bondage gear and hang on to the leash himself, Wes. And he <laughs> has done that very domination move onto his best lieutenant, Wes. Yep, Wes is riding the war wagon, which, I mean, that speaker's right in his ear. That sucks. Oh, God. Inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, Lord Humunculus, he's bringing his A-game. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring me my uncle's bang-bang box. Bang-bang so... into the room! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the an acolyte of, of Homunculus brings in the box and you i keep now on calling him a monkey i know you put that in my head and i just realized how much i've been saying it you humongous. know it's i think homunculus is a more fitting term for like the the mutant freaks of the mad max world yeah it 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 slid right into my head seamlessly it is humongous <laughs> or humongous 
<laughs> you know, whatever. And uh, he also gets his giant homunculus gun out of the box. Half gun, and, half bear. Um, <laughs> all of the, uh, all of the uh, animated and living shells have already been fired. Uh, so he yeah. just has regular bullets now. But Boring he's vanilla bullets. Yeah, he's not wasting. He's 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 bringing his A game right off the bat, and so Mad Max blasts out the front. He's, he's, he's he also has a mixtape of Metallica. Of course, uh, creeping death. <laughs> actually, was it the same mixtape that was then somehow salvaged by uh, the, the Feral Boy? <laughs> um, it was thrown clear of the blast. Uh, so, Lord Humongous says, "I know exactly how to stop this. The I you, you point you aim at the truck." It's point and click at this point. Every time. Every but fucking time. What he did not count on was an A-team style overnight plan coming together. Oh. And what was once uh, an 18-wheeler is now uh, a fully armored war rig. It's the fucking dead reckoning from George Romero's Land of the Dead. Yeah! <laughs> nice call! Hey, thank you. Big zombie and... fan over here. And yeah. yeah, no, no bullets, no matter how long fired from any kind of phallic metaphor are possibly going to penetrate this truck. Yeah, it just impotently dings off the cow catcher that's been uh, spot welded to the front of that rig. Oh, my God. Is there any force on this earth that can take down the rig and the two other cars that are <laughs> escaping the village? <laughs> There's as many as three cars rocketing at our army. What are we to do? But they know that the prize is uh, the giant tanker. They need mm -hmm. that that gasoline, and that's where they they focus their efforts. And uh, you know they they are they're moving to surround the truck when when what would come willy whapping through through the the wind. But <laughs> horribly upsetting gyro captain. It's a desert pervert. <laughs> High above. Looking sweatily down on the maelstrom. Singing praises to his dark lord Satan. Dropping <laughs> snakes and combustive uh, uh, bombs on, on the, the uh, unpenitent. It's a good thing I had all these condoms pre-filled with uh, petroleum and kerosene. I can turn them into ad hoc explosives instead of party favors. <laughs> I mean, I would have rather had the party favors, but, you know, I'll make any more later. Any port in a storm. <laughs> um, yeah, several marauders are set aflame by this uh, crafty gyro pilot. Oh my gosh. And to add insult to injury, Mad Fucking Max plows through their barricade, through their blockade, and just like uh, fucking tr hoses those, th those turkeys, they are knocked like so many Skittles out of the <laughs> way. Uh, all I can think is like a thousand times while driving the V8 Interceptor where he had to like duck and dodge and swerve, this is the one time where he's like, no. I'm driving through that, and yeah. it works. It works like crazy. Yeah, it's got to feel good for old Maxi. Yeah, it's a, a lifetime of of <laughs> being mocked by road detritus. Meanwhile, three marauders who are particularly eagle-eyed spot a school bus full of cowards leaving from the opposite end of the village. They notice the front gate is just a school bus is open. <laughs> All right, boys, let's pursue those cowards. They drive into the center square or um, debation hall as it's. <laughs> it's Even never... the gates trying to run away. Let it go. What we want in there. They uh, they they lose track of their um, killer instinct when they're suddenly overwhelmed by the intoxicating scent of uh, oil. <laughs> <laughs> they get real Augustus gloopy and abandon their vehicles <laughs> and start just dancing and capering, licking the side of the oil refinery as it, its machines pump up and into down. their mouth from barrels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like heaven. 
when suddenly a tiny uh, a wind-up symbol monkey with red eyes starts click-clack-banging, marching towards them. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it says, and they notice that a fuse is attached to the monkey, which is attached to the oil refinery itself. Oh no! That's that's three families of of war boys who are gonna wonder, where, where's dad? They're gone. Yeah, like you know, I mean, cool, good trap, good good ruse, villagers. <laughs> But, like, it really only, it, they destroyed their whole s- town and killed three men. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I have to believe that their plan was to destroy the town and anyone who's caught is just gravy. Like, yeah. The, the, the goal had to be to blow up the town because there's a thousand ways they could have they finagled this to get more war boys in there. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes I feel like these plans they only had like twelve hours to come up with them. You know, I think you might be onto something. Speaking of might be onto something, <laughs> judgment cut. <laughs> <laughs> it is the highway, and those marauders are chasing the fuck out of Max and his car wingmen, whatever you call that. He's also got gunners. Uh, he's got the. The two gun emplacements, he's got uh, uh, Benatar mm-hmm. <laughs> and Crane Pelvis has <laughs> lashed himself to a portion of the truck. Yeah, Crane Pelvis is having a real identity crisis now separated from his precious crane. He's just Pelvis. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that crane was blown up. That crane did not make the escape, so Mm-mm. something in him knows this is a one-way trip. Yeah. Yeah, he. One of his eyes is fixed on his enemy; the other, uh, staring into eternity. Um. Oh, the baddies are just being bad, and Papa oh. Ga- Papagayo recognizes that too many swarms are swarming on our our tanker truck. So he drives his stupid-looking <laughs> iron clown car off-road into the Australian dust, and, like, five guys follow him. Will he die? We don't know. Yeah, his in, well, the, in, the entirety of his, uh, uh, his strategy is, uh, drive over there. If they follow you, keep driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's canny, that old bird. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the truck, things are dark. The the air cannon, the five-barreled air cannon, she's back. It's better than ever. Yeah, uh-oh. Yet another tire is shot from the 18-wheeler. 16 wheels remain. <laughs> to those of you keeping score. <laughs> For the, You know, they put out, they, they, did, they deflate several of the tires of that rig. Yeah. And it, it makes me wonder how many tires does an 18-wheeler really need to keep going? Because it's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and, and like, because there was tires destroyed on its way in, mm-hmm. and then they they had those tires to replace. It's not, like, it's not like they had replacement tires for an 18-wheeler, right? That's the thing. So let's just say they did. Let's say okay. they were like, well, we'll take them off the, the gate which is a bus. Oh, that's it's true. also the gate. Uh, maybe they did that. I don't know. But say they were able to replace those. I mean, a lot of like the those those rear wheels are double wheels, so maybe you mm-hmm. have to it's like a video game. You have to like get through the first wheel, then you can get to the second wheel. I don't know. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because It doesn't matter cuz Max continues on. There are arrows getting shot five at a time. Pew, pew. On one side, there's arrows getting shot one at a time from the top of the tanker. <laughs> Benatar is wrecking shop. Uh, Crane Pelvis, he's lobbing bombs. And the uh, I have to believe that by 1981 or whenever this was made, this was already like a trope of like the, I've got the bomb, I'm just about to throw it, mm-hmm. and then I get jacked by something. Yeah. 
and and sure enough, his Molotov cocktail it spalooches on on the the truck full of gasoline, less than ideal. Oh yeah, somebody has pierced my Molotov cocktail. It's a good thing I have it. I'm so unctuous and exude a, a, a flame retardant slime. I'll just barf upon my burning body and therefore survive this insulin. His mutant neck vents unfurl. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a flame retardant grease just starts to roll out. <laughs> Just like a, an army of small grease mites <laughs> escapes from his neck and begins sucking up the fire. Warrior woman, Benatar, uh, begins to gingerly uh, crawl across the, the, the top of the tanker truck um, to assist her friend. When suddenly the evil Wes spots a, a weakness in the heroes and shoots her right in the fucking lung with his shiny metal crossbow. Oh, I wish I hadn't gotten out of bed this morning, she says, and falls down off the side of the tanker, being caught in barbed wire that they put on the side of the tanker. Oh, that's rough. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. (laughs) Yeah. And at that point, uh, Crane pelvis uh, lunges to save her. My one true love. <laughs> but the 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 anti fire foam that is now erupting <laughs> from several open sores in his body have greased the area, and he just slides right off, right oh, yeah. <laughs> like an uh, hard boiled egg. <laughs> He, just in a in a handful of oil. He he died like he lived, dangling from a piece of of mechanical edifice. Um, That's and true. yeah, there go two heroes of the uh, the, the the school board meeting, village town. Mm, what a shame! With it, once again, it bears repeating, accomplishing less than you would have expected when you first met her in the movie. Yeah. Seemed like these were going to be characters who do something important. Wrong-o! Wrong-o, eh? Max <laughs> says to the feral boy, Oh no, look out, daddy! Says the feral boy. And Max uh, notices the evil um, b- uh, claw McHand oh. <laughs> creeping up behind him. This special class of raider has a metal, like, evil cat claw as a hand or over his hand, and he just digs it into Max's shoulder, piercing Max painfully and kind of hooking him into his seat. Mel Gibson does his ouch, oh, I'm in so much agony face, and he can't move from the seat. Which is pretty much okay, because he's driving the truck. Yeah. Like where's he gotta be? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got and he's got Feral Boy to run errands around the truck if they if needs be. Errands such as kicking <laughs> impotently and chewing on the attacker's arm without really getting him to stop hurting Max. But the the high pitched uh, squeals and, and screams of Feral Boy attract the attention of Papagayo. Oh. Who decides to p- ever so slightly turn left and bring his truck back <laughs> closer to the highway? He shoots Max a uh, a gaze um, fueled by his paternal instinct. That's sort of like a uh, what the fuck you doing? There's a kid in the car. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> the Italian hand comes up. Um, Papagayo gestures to the feral boy to leap out of the moving car onto his vehicle because it's safer somehow. Uh, the the feral boy sees this as just another ploy to Mm-mm. distract uh, the uh, the berserkers that are still following Papagayo uh, and stays with the truck, uh, crawling up over the goon and into the cab of the truck. No! He gets... Uh, grabbed by uh Mad Max's good arm and hoisted bodily over Mad Max into the passenger yeah. side of the truck. 
where once again there are uh more these guys you think you know where they all are but they are they're under the truck they're 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 in the ac (laughs) they're under the 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 sun visor (laughs) don't even open the glove box don't do it you're not gonna like what you see (laughs) papagayo extends his arm uh, desperately one final time towards the boy, the future of his clan. Come on, boy, you gotta do... And suddenly, Lord Humongous, from like like a football field's distance behind... From downtown. Yeah, from downtown. um, Lobs, like the, the top, the sharp pointy end of a trident. Not a full trident, really, just the barbed hurdy part. Just the Sauron's crown part of it. But, but like, a radially symmetrical trident. Yeah. Like, a radial trident. Uh, in my head, I call it a shrike. I, I, I don't know if that applies to anything, but... That's, that's fine. Yeah. Bear in mind... Bear in mind... That <laughs> Lord Humongous has to not only throw this this pointy weapon, but it's got to be, like, over 60 miles an hour to catch up to yep. the car way in front of it. And that's the power of Lord Humongous. That's the power of physics and mm-hmm. math. And love. Ooh. Yeah, there's, you know, he's got a bubbling, swollen head for a reason. <laughs> he's got so much love. <laughs> Forcing his hair out, disfiguring him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that trident pierces uh, leader Papagayo, who... Is just dead behind the wheel. Died doing what he loved. And uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The car that Papa Guy is driving, the engine is behind the driver. Mm-hmm. At no point is the driver's back exposed whatsoever. <laughs> so I think you can assume that Lord Humongous threw it through the car <laughs> because then... They show you, because I remember thinking, I wonder how that hit him. But then it shows the view from Lord Humongous, and mm-hmm. at no point can you see Papagayu. It's just all car. Do you think maybe that Shrike phase shifted through the solid metal? I'm glad you said it before I did. That is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> of course. I it's the that... kitty pride of weapons. Yeah. He, he distorted time and space just to kill that guy, and it was worth it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Papagayu, <laughs> like you said, he dies doing what he loves. He just turns the wheel and starts careening back out into the desert. <laughs> a fitting end for a brave man. <laughs> Guess what? Bad guys are wailing on Max's big rig. And who's the baddest of the bad guys other than Lord Humongous? It's Red Mohawk Wes. And he's got a fucking flail. Yeah, it's made out of all thread. All thread? Yeah, like, uh, they make, uh, it's it's a a bar of metal, uh, Mm -hmm. a, a tube of metal that's threaded like, it's like a giant bolt with no end. It sounds thread. like you're talking philo- philosophy right now. <laughs> what it's is a, a bolt thing. with no end? Uh, yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's he's got a flail that it's uh, hastily welded together out of of wasteland metal parts. <laughs> Thank you. The contractors will get what you were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah, you've got you got a lot of contractor listeners. I do. They love it on the job site. Yeah, when they're installing a deck. <laughs> love, listen, love listening to those little sissy boys <laughs> do their funny voices so yeah he that and that that flail is wrecking yeah it is he should have had that from the get yeah he shouldn't have saved that you know wes his primary function in this film is to destroy mad max's windshields and once <laughs> again he does it he just <laughs> shatters that fucker I'd like to believe that part of his punishment is that his giant chrome exhaust pipe was taken away oh. by Lord Humongous, <laughs> and then he had to like go for like his number three backup weapon. Yeah, but it's extraordinarily effective. It's wrecking everything again. Another another Mad Max windshield falls. Yeah, and there's not a lot of windshields in the apocalypse. No, that's the thing. That's why Mad Max ditched out on his car before. He just. 
There's no windshield. There's not even no why. Don't Where's even bother. Point? I'm gonna get bugs yep. in my teeth all day. But you know what? Max doesn't have to worry about it too much because, um, because Max hits a special button on the console of the rig, hitting the ejector seat. Ba-da, ba-da! It careens, th- rips through the roof, powered by jets, and it shoots Wes high into the sky, into the stratosphere. With a goofy howl, Wes is flicked off the roof of the car and somewhere onto the Australian highway. Who even knows where Wes wound up? Not on top of the vehicle anymore. Mm-mm. Mad Max is sure of that. Good enough for me. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Mad Max checks off his little checklist of villains to uh, destroy. and he Without sees- the... Sorry, go ahead. He sees a little silhouette of Lord Humongous. Uh-oh, still got one more guy I gotta get rid of. But without the windshield, Max suddenly catches a familiar scent on the air. <gasps> it's desert pervert. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! Does somebody need a little bit of assistance uh, getting these guys off? <laughs> desert pervert throws a Molotov cocktail onto Lord Homunculus's what did you call his car? The battle wagon? The war wagon? The war wagon. Oh! Fire! <sighs> but uh, he's not taking that laying down. Lord uh, Humongous uh, sights up the, the flying autogyro and s- says, Hey, do you ever think about crashing? Blam! And I cannot be more clear about this. There is a shot of this very small, fragile hummingbird of a vehicle smashing into the ground. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a, a you know, flames, just metal shards flying everywhere. We see bones and human effluvia. <laughs> As it is obvious that Gyro Captain is absolutely dead. He simply must be. There's no way. Snakes were ejected from the air intakes through his body into the ground. <laughs> Such was the force of the impact. We see, fortunately, the Lucifer snake with a little parachute slowly, (laughs) safely uh, descending to the earth. (laughs) Isn't that the dog from Hanna-Barbera? Like wacky racers or something? (laughs) Muttley? Muttley and Snidely Whiplash. That's right. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. I have a cold, and I'm not laughing wildly dissimilarly from that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Max sees that he's in a real pickle, so he does a brilliant strategy and turns the beat around. Max swivels his wheel and turns the fucking big rig 180 degrees and drives back the way he was just driving away from and the Rocket Boys, or whatever they call themselves, are like none the wiser. Yeah, they well, they've got. He's going to end this. Mm. He's not running anymore. Oh, okay. That's and, what he's doing. Uh, and he took about seven minutes to do like a fifteen-point turn because mm-hmm. that's a huge trailer on the back. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's time to to pound right back into the belly of the beast. Mm-hmm. He's and he's finishing it because he's a hero. Three bad guys left. And uh, Lord Humongous is so excited that he's about to destroy his arch enemy uh, that he hits uh, hyper gear and <laughs> goes totally uh, trapper keeper psychedelic lightning vision. He also is he's he's can he's he's can of beans, letter opener, uh handful of gravel. He's at it. <laughs> That's right. He's just manifesting color change and the Lord himself uh gives Lord Humongous a, a, a big thumbs up and says what you're doing is cool in my book, man. Just go for it. When suddenly, uh oh, <laughs> Mad Max in his fucking reinforced metal bulldozer plow of an armored vehicle 
just shreds through Lord Humongous and his car. Yeah, what absolutely was he no no chance of anyone, anybody, just flinders. 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 It's just physics. It's just physics, Lord just Humongous. Physics. Which we already know Lord Humongous hated and was happy to violate. <laughs> That's true. He was a violator in many respects, but physics ultimately violated him. <laughs> but since Max has just totally body slammed the final boss, his vehicle takes substantial damage. It, it slides, it teeters, it rocks, and it crashes onto its side, shrieking against the hot asphalt, just like totally in troubled. <laughs> it's crash bandicooted all over the side <laughs> of the road. It's just, a, yeah, it is, it is a twisted hulk that is just uh, leaking blood. Uh, the all of the effluvia mm-hmm. pumps are are working overtime, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something else leaking out of this bad boy. Huh? The um two clown wagons left behind mm-hmm. of now leaderless raiders, uh, slowly approach the the fallen vehicle. They put their hands, their begloved hands underneath the 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 stream of stuff coming out of the tanker it's not oil at all it's bubble gum oh dear god no oh no <laughs> <laughs> the sick bubble gum as rob zombie has foretold in one of his more recent albums not a great song but it exists look it up <laughs> <laughs> washes over uh, the three remaining bad guys and just crunches up their bones into a sweet, sweet putty. I hunger for danger, says the hideous extraterrestrial creature. It burrows deep under the Australian earth and tunnels to become the post-apocalypse's Shai Halud, the great (laughs) worm sacred to all. Mad Max, miraculously, him and the boy have survived this terrifying wreck. Upon leaving the truck, they too see what was leaking out of the back and walking without rhythm so as not to attract the worm. (laughs) What the fuck is this? It's not oil at all. It's just Australian dirt, Max says. He takes off his hat. And he stomps on it. (laughs) (laughs) The feral boy says, well, I'll be jiggered. And so will I, (laughs) says the completely charred black body of the horribly, horribly burnt gyrocopter captain. I survived because of a pact I made with Satan. Max claps him on the splitting skin of his shoulder and they all have a good laugh. My dark work is not yet complete. I shall not be released. (laughs) As the camera begins to zoom away, we see uh, a a dreamy montage of the coward's bus. (laughs) And we hear the voice of a narrator say, Little did the raiders know the precious juice, the sacred oil, was actually hidden in barrels and tanks and backpacks and bladders in the school bus of the village survivors. It was never in the tanker truck at all. The perfect ruse. Ocean's Eleven's flashback to Papa Gallo walking away from Mad Max after he said he'd drive the truck, trying to keep from laughing. (laughs) Getting his serious face, then turning back around. What makes you think you can drive this truck? (laughs) The road warrior was hoodwinked by a village of assholes and college (laughs) professors. And I mean, what are you going to do? They were educated people and had to take advantage of the poor uh, proletariat in order to justify their station in life. And me? What became of me? Well, I was the feral boy all along. 
and I died that day on the side of the road because of a bunch of nails I accidentally ate. This has been Muff Movies! Woohoo! Looks like them Duke boys did it again. Oh my gosh, Dave, we muffed another Mad Max movie. We did. Oh my gosh, we're halfway through all the officially licensed Mad Max movies. I'm so excited uh, because the next movies are beautiful gems. Or better. <laughs> oh. Do better, Max. Do better. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple plugs, if you don't mind. You know what? I don't. You go for it. Well, thanks, man. Um, if you haven't already... Please subscribe to this show, rate and review it. Uh, if you like the show and want to support it, check out Mark Soloff on Patreon. We have fun rewards and uh, some not fun rewards. I don't know. <laughs> some real mundane things. <laughs> some real snore fests. I'm not giving away stickers. That's boring. That's a boring reward. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Blade Photos. You know what? As you said that, I, I, I literally have a pile of stickers on my desk to this day. Yeah. They're really well-made stickers, though. They are, though. They're, they're good quality stickers. Check out blurryphoto.org. <laughs> Blurry photos. <laughs> now, um, yes, fun rewards, good, great times, good companionship. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, if you're interested, uh, check out my live improv show. You can catch it. Streamed live on Twitch and YouTube every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, just go to Otherworld Theater's YouTube page, um, and you can see it. They also have uh, older shows recorded and saved there. Uh, it's called Portal Prov, and we do uh, sci-fi-themed improv shows live. It's cool to be back in the old improv saddle. Has nothing to do with muff movies, but, you know, that's a little free, free fun for y'all. You should, guys should come see it. If you guys ever uh, want to hang out, I'm going to go to the show. When? Yeah. Who knows? I'm never going to say. So the only way to be sure is if you go every single Sunday night. Yeah. I'm not in every show. So well, you got to go gotta, every Sunday gotta night. got to come every Sunday night to There's the only, Underworld I, Theater. Listen, I don't like the rules. Because you may catch me. And very distant chance he could catch Dave Stecco in the audience. That's right. <laughs> What could be better? Ask him to give you a special handshake. Oh. <laughs> you know where. Um, <laughs> give me that hand. <laughs> give it to me. You're not using it. <laughs> come, come on. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for muffing with me. Oh, I absolutely love doing this. It's a blast. So thank you, Mark. And to all you muffers out there. Keep on muffin and don't stop for nothing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Muffed Movies Live. Thank you so much for being here. I am your glamorous host, Mark Ambrosius Soloff. Uh, <laughs> But I am not the main course, so to speak, if you're a cannibal. <laughs> That's right next to me. This is Dave Stecco, ladies <laughs> Dave and I came up together in the streets. Not true. Dave and I, <laughs> we did improv together like nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave, are yeah. you ready for a space crawl? Damn right I am. All right. Are y'all ready? I wore, my, I wore my Star Wars Arabesh embroidered jacket. And Dave, what does it say? Translate it to English. Shoot first. Yeah! I'm a real loose cannon over here. Okay. Okay. Sorry, ladies. I'm married. <laughs> Time ticks on apace. Oh, spirit, and I grow weak. So let us begin our tale. Space crawl! Uh...
The Phantom Menace! Turmoil has engulfed the galaxy because trade routes are in dispute. The evil trade federation, who is made up of some sort of green aliens, has created a blockade of half-donut-shaped ships in orbit around the peaceful and Earth-like planet of Naboo. But don't worry, because the Old Republic has sent two Jedi Knight negotiators to fix this trade dispute right quick. Smash cut. Exterior space, the Trade Federation blockade orbiting over the little planet of Naboo. We see a Republic cruiser approaching one of these evil-looking, half-donut-looking ships. <laughs> this is our Republic uh, f- uh, fra- person freighter 909 uh, to Trade Federation requesting docking clearance. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nope, tote, it's, we were, we're so glad you're here. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah, come on in. You guys are great. Um, you sound young. Yeah, I look pretty young. I don't know how old I am as an actor, but I look pretty young. Yeah, I, it, it seems like you're a ship captain that you're like, maybe 11? Yeah, funny thing about the Star Wars universe divorce, is uh, uh, a lot of young people are put into scenarios that are very dangerous for them. You're going to see more of that later. <laughs> That's the Trade Federation for you. Anyway, come on in. Coffee's hot. Okay, thank you. Smash cut to... The conference room aboard the blockade cruiser. We see... Jedi Knight, Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jinn, and Ewan McGregor, like, looking pretty young. Yeah. I mean... Also like a child soldier. Yeah, he didn't at the time, because I was young, but now he looks pretty young. Uh, (laughs) These Jedis pull the hoods off of their faces and reveal themselves to the camera, and we all get excited because they're celebrities. We see... The uh, silver protocol droid TC-14 waddle in with some (laughs) sweet green tea, Jedi's favorite drink. Master, we have been waiting for several minutes for these Trade Federation people to come in and uh, listen to us negotiate. Yeah, you know, usually these things go way faster, like, like they know we're Jedi, and... I mean, the alternative, I mean, there's there's an implication. You don't keep a Jedi waiting is what I've heard. Nope. Guess we'll just sip this tea for about five more minutes and then just, I go. Just wait, start. wait another five? <laughs> That's the Jedi way. Yes. <laughs> anyway, smash cut to the Trade Federation bridge. We see the evil Viceroy, Newt Gunray. Not Ray Gun. <laughs> and the never forgettable Rune. Hako. Not Dune Harkonnen. No, not, not Dune Harkonnen. <laughs> or Paul Arrakis. Um, yeah, uh, they uh, are on a long-distance call to their best friend, the evil Lord of the Sith, Darth Sidious. Hey, wait a minute. I got an idea. Voice choice. So um, I don't know if you guys are sensitive to this, but I feel like Newt Gunray's voice is like this horrible pseudo-Asian amalgamation of just like, uh, just Not since Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's has American audience (laughs) has been treated to such... Such... Such disrespect. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm not going to do the Newt Gunray voice. I can do the Newt Gunray voice, but I'm not going to do the Newt Gunray voice. It's not a threat. He is not threatening you. He's just letting you know it's possible, but improbable. So who would you rather hear than the traditional voice? Bernie Sanders. Oh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My uh, dark lord, uh, it's me, uh, Newt Gunray. Um, I am a... I am a rampant capitalist and uh, imperialist, as you know. Uh, I, I like to, s- to squash the little guy. And uh, uh, my evil lord, uh, I've noticed that two Jedi have boarded my craft. This was much more than I anticipated. Uh, uh, your plan is foiled, basically. And uh, we'll try again in four years. So you, you let them on the ship? You didn't just blow them up when they were in space? No. 
So they're on the ship. They are on the ship. In fact, they've infiltrated the ship, you could say. None of us are Jedi. Most of us are very poor fighters. In fact, we're very bad at arguing. Am I turning into Christopher Walken? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you get Bernie Sanders scared. (laughs) Anyway, uh, 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 Lord Sidious, what should we do? Uh, Boy, the the Jedi, I mean, they're they're just so unkillable. Kill them. Darth Sidious hangs up, didn't pay the collect fee for the collect call, long distance from outer space. <laughs> I don't even know how collect calls work anymore. Uh, anyway. Do we, do we still have that poison gas button for the conference room? Yes, I will hit it immediately. Perfect. The dioxys gas floods the conference room. Smash cut to the conference room. Master, do you smell gas? Jedi breath! Jedi Ah! breath, go! They activate their force trick of holding their breath. (laughs) Five minutes later. (laughs) Uh, Some doopy-looking security droids show up outside the death room and open up that conference room. Uh, You think we were seeing... Phantom of the Opera at the Pantages Theater because billowing <laughs> fog rolls out and riding upon it are that timeless duo of Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I thought that you were dead. What's happening? Yeah, for a bunch of computers, they're very slow on the uptake. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 hilarious stammering. <laughs> followed by instant Jedi beheading. Well, Yes. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn has no compunction about ending the lives of sentient droids. And so they just zorch these droids aport. Which was unnecessary because uh, young Obi-Wan Kenobi proves you can just knock them over. <laughs> that, they're just off the board at that point. It's yeah. chess rules. Yeah, Qui-Gon's a Luddite and he hates technology. <laughs> <laughs> so they're zorking and they're borking with their little lightsabers out being boys. Uh, when... Uh, <laughs> When Qui-Gon gets the brilliant idea, oh, the bridge is just across the hall. Let's actually, uh, Morty, let's actually use our lightsaber and cut the bridge doors open like a badass. Meanwhile, the trade delegates are like, you think that, you think we just gave you like our top shelf droids off the bat? Those are like our easy level droids. We've got way better roly-poly bowling ball droids. (laughs) Which is exactly what they're called in the movie. Send out the evil roly-poly bowling droids. They're called droid decas for no reason. It doesn't make sense. It's, not, it's barely alien in a wording. Anyway, the roly-polies, kill them. Oh no, the Jedi's about to cut through the door. Uh, but leave it to old... Haxon Baxon? <laughs> leave it to old Rune Hacko with a brilliant idea to close the blast doors, which they... A trade vessel has? I don't know. It's Star Wars. Everything's got to have a blast door. Yeah. They've got more double doors than Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh, I got it now. That is a lifted joke from an old episode of Muff Movies. (laughs) You you stole stole humor for that? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Much respect. That was a high five for you listeners at home. Um, yeah, oh, okay, so this is really cool. Qui-Gon's trying to melt through the doors with his hot lightsaber, but the blast door just makes it too darn thick. They don't have time, and the roly-poly death droids show up with shield generators. They got force fields around them, and machine gun hands that shoot blaster bolts. Blasters that sound way cooler than any blaster we've ever heard before. Yep, and this is old technology for the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Things like declined technologically. (laughs) The they started to war. look like models and miniatures after <laughs> this era. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Qui- Qui-Gon insists that they immediately cheese it for better cover. Good idea, Master. Let's use the super fast Photoshop editing effect Jedi power that no one's ever seen before and we don't make mention of. Deploy <laughs> slide whistle. <laughs> they just like zoop, zoop, straight out of there like, like video game. <laughs> Motion blur. Uh, smash cut. Two, the hangar. We're going to see a lot of hangers today, folks. That's the theme of the Phantom Menace. Um, And uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan drop out of the um, air conditioning shaft. (laughs) 
because HVAC is super important to these slimy Neboidians. Um, and they see, oh no, it's like a whole gigantic army of evil death droids loading themselves into big fold-up uh, action figure carrying case ships. <laughs> Uh-oh, Master, it seems that they're preparing for an invasion. We'll have to hide aboard their vessels. It's the only thing we can do. And then when we get to the planet, I, you know, we'll just, we'll just go from there. Just wing it. We'll just get in the, the air vents of the planet, I suppose. <laughs> it's worked so far. Master, you love the air vents. <laughs> you, just, you don't change a prospect just because it's, it's working. We're going to stay with the air vents. All right. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they load themselves up uncomfortably next to a bunch of folded up metal droids, each weighing about 300 pounds, I assume, just clanking into them. Ow, ooh, ee, oh. And we smash cut down to the Nebulian forest. We see these evil Trade Federation ships just like Windows 95-ing their way down. <laughs> Crushing the deciduous plants and creating a stampede of all these exotic alien animals. <laughs> the Michael Jackson bird is displaced from its native nest and it couldn't moonwalk fast enough. Oh, RIP, sweet bird. And in their midst is the most horrible character that has ever graced the face of the Star Wars universe. It's a half-man, half-amphibian Jar Jar Binks. It says, flapping its ears and waving about like it's a damn wacky inflatable arm guy in front of a car dealership. You know what? Um, voice choice. <laughs> <laughs> Just to wait, it gets way more problematic. <laughs> yes. There's a voice we can all get behind. Yeah. That's how I always saw that character. <laughs> um, oh, real quick, let me do a stupid party trick for all of you. Uh, who's heard of Meatwad from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Okay, cool. Who's heard of Gollum? From, not from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Okay. I, discover, I discovered, well, in my laboratory, that uh, there's a continuum between Gollum, Meatwad, and Jar Jar Binks, and that is you start with uh, Jar Jar Binks, and you go, me love you more and more, and then if you lower it down a little bit, you get Meatwad. And he goes, Frylock, can I go swimming? And then if you lower it even down further, you go, <laughs> Misa hates you, precious. And that's my party trick. That's the one. I'd like to establish as canon that they are all related. <laughs> they, like, grow out of each other. And <laughs> tuck them back in. Um, oh, no. It's some sort of evil trade federation. I must flee. So, uh, Qui-Gon and... and Young Ben Kenobi. Is there a shorter way I can ever say that? Obi Kenobi. Obi. Little, o little Obi. <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon and little Obi come smashing into him, which <laughs> then precedes another round of flap slappery. Padoink. Wilhelm screams. Yeah. <laughs> then they're all running. And uh, is, there, is there anywhere we can hide from the, the crush machine that's six feet behind us right now. Yes, as a matter of fact, I come from an underwater village. But we're going to cut that scene because it's unnecessary to the plot. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> <laughs>